Today we're going to be talking about the evidence towards uh, or for or against or whatever available evidence there is um, for this whole bullshit alien question. I think they have that uh, guy, David Grouch. Uh, I personally think David Grouch is insane. I think he perhaps, uh, I believe he had top secret clearance, which is not that big a deal. I believe he uh, worked with all these uh, agencies. I believe he read in people from the CIA. I, I believe all these things. But I also uh, believe that he is delusional. I believe he had, uh, he's a total, um, I don't know, he seems to, the, he seems to be embracing the archetype or the caricature of the military dude that just loves military acronyms and the whole secret thing, right? A lot of guys like that kind of stuff, but I think this guy went a little bit overboard to the point where I think he actually cracked. Uh, I'm not a professional psychologist, so, I mean, don't sue me. <laughs> but I think David Grouch is insane. I think he uh, had expectations of what the military was going to be like. Uh, a fantasy, perhaps. And I think he also had a, a, a fantastic vision of what working in top secret stuff was going to be like. And then when he actually got in there and started working with the stuff and saw how brutally boring the reality is of working with top secret information. Uh, it's not James Bond. It's uh, boring, clerical, boring stuff. So I, I'm thinking... I mean, sure, there might be some exciting stuff, you know, maybe a little bit of shit, the same with any job, right? But I think he was let down. The military wasn't what he was expecting. And I think uh, he's obviously well-read on these books that I'm going to be discussing today and uh, and more. And so I don't think that he was, I think he was, an. Uh, he lied, I think. I think he was an alien advocate, a uh, UFO groupie uh, beforehand. Uh, he could have read all these books after he was told to do whatever he says he was told to do, uh, apparently. Um, or I believe more likely that he uh, just read the stuff, you know, growing up and was like, uh, and there's nothing wrong with uh, being interested in UFOs or even believing that they exist. But I think what happened to Grouch was he cracked. I think he, uh, I think he snapped. And I don't think the uh, CIA are using him as a pawn or the intelligence community are using him as a pawn to uh, push the narrative of UFOs being real uh, because it kind of makes them all look stupid having a guy out there <laughs> like Grouch who uh, uh, appears to be insane. So maybe they're all insane. I don't know. Or maybe, uh, maybe, maybe he's not crazy. Maybe he's telling the truth. Um, he, he could very well be not insane, but my gut, uh, is telling me that this man is insane. Now I want to believe in, uh, these UFOs. I want to believe his stories in the, uh, about the, the, the Italian bell UFO that was found in the thirties, uh, that the Italians, uh, lent or gave or the, whatever shared with the Nazis, uh, and the Nazis apparently created stuff like, I mean, this. And then the Americans apparently got this Bell UFO after World War II. I mean, you think 
something that big with that many soldiers seeing it would have been leaked, right? If Roswell was leaked, how was that Italian bell flying saucer not leaked? Now, I've heard stories about Nazis having bell-shaped UFOs. Yeah, sure, but I don't know. It seems like he's uh, pulling fantasies from his ass. Now, it could also be the intelligence agencies feed false information uh, to uh, to people in the uh, in-house. And uh, they're just random shit they throw out there. And if they, they kind of have to be remarkable bits of information. And they'll see if somebody leaks that information. And uh, maybe I'll change cameras here so you can see my profile. Uh, they leak that information. Comment on which camera angle you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> for the two people that watch this, uh, my mom and me. Uh, anyways, so, um, yeah, so <laughs> he, uh, they, they give information. Uh, they may give information that is false and then see who leaks that information and they'll know who leaked the information based on that information. So if they say, for example, there was an Italian uh, found or uh, the Italians found a uh, bell-shaped UFO in 1930s and gave it to the Nazis. That may be something that only he was shown or had documents that he could see. And so that for him releasing that, they realized he was a security leak. Now, I'm not saying this is what happened. I'm saying it's plausible this is what happened, considering nobody's heard about, well, at least I haven't. I'm not a, you know, hardcore ufologist, uh, but uh, I've never heard tell of uh, the Italian found bell. No tell of the bell. So, I mean, to me, sounds like he's making it up. You know, of course, the uh, Carl Sagan uh, comment of, uh, what did he say? Something about uh, over the top. He, I'm paraphrasing him. I can't remember his exact words, but it was something like over the top. Um, claims need over the top evidence or or. Somebody will know what the, his actual claim is. I could probably Google it, but I don't really care. It's the concept that's important. And uh, and David Grouch is not giving any evidence. It's just hearsay on his part and assertions. And another thing that's really suspicious that really raised flags, I probably shouldn't say, um, because if he is an actual uh, agent... Uh, spreading misinformation. I don't want to give the tells so that they can correct the tells. But, uh, eh, fuck it. He, uh, Grouch, when, 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 if you watch him on, say, for example, Joe Rogan, that's, that's a big mistake too, having somebody on there for three hours telling a lie, if they're that confident, uh, that they can up, keep, uh, keep up the lie for that long, uh, they're delusional. I mean, uh, yeah, you might be able to. Uh, maybe he believes his his delusions. But when Joe was asking him information about what witnesses had seen, uh, like some UFO sprayed a car with some kind of uh, ultraviolet or intense UV that you know caused the paint to ghost or whatever the hell, right? And turned it all uh, cloudy. You know, uh, I don't mean like ethereal, but just you know, cloudy paint. You know what I mean? Like burnt paint. Uh, apparently, according to uh, Grouch. But the way Grouch framed it, <clears throat> he wasn't saying um, the report said uh, it was this, it saw that, this happened. 
Grouch was like trying to explain it, just sort of like <laughs> I just did, but uh, but he he explained it like from a first person perspective as opposed to citing uh, what the original person had said. Now that doesn't mean straight up that uh, Grouch is lying, um, but it is suspicious for a guy who's trained in apparently in intelligence and what's he say? He's got his master's in uh, intelligence or some shit like that. I mean. That would include investigation techniques and, and modes of reasoning and and how you uh, approach evidence. Uh, you don't approach evidence from the perspective of believing it and then trying to justify the evidence. You approach it from a detached, objective perspective and say only what the person said. Don't fill, don't connect the dots and, and say this is what they implied because you don't know. You can only go by exactly what they said. And that's where you catch them is in these details. And a professional of the caliber that David Grouch, Grash, whatever the fuck his name is, that David, I'm going to call him Grouch. I think it's Grouch. I don't know how you pronounce it. But the that, that he portends, that he, that, he, that he says he is, that he, if he's that much of a professional, he wouldn't be doing that, right? So you would assume. It just comes off as uh, amateurish and uh, bullshit artist. Just some guy that's like, I love talking military three uh, codes, uh, you know, the acronyms. And I love that whole uh, lifestyle, that whole archetype, the whole persona, right? And he also loves the alien persona. So he possibly went into there trying to... Uh, and trying to go into that field, the guy was a reservist. I mean, come on, like he's, oh, yeah, I was a reservist, but, uh, you know, I'm a real soldier. I mean, I was a reservist. I don't consider that being a real soldier. Yes, reservists do all that shit, right? But you're not a real soldier. If you're a reservist, you're not a real soldier, right? Everybody knows this. Anyway, so he, uh, yeah, so anyways, Grouch strikes me as somebody who's lost his mind. He had uh, expectations of what, um, of what, the military would be like, especially in the field that he was pursuing, and intelligence and top secret stuff. And it panned out to be a whole lot less interesting than what he thought. I think it's a hypothesis. And so he cracked. Or perhaps they did give him false information uh, saying that there was UFOs, like this whole Italian thing. And that caused him to crack. And he's like, holy shit, it's real when it's not. They, they just give this shit out. Like, it's a lot more plausible to think that the CIA, uh, back in the day, Area 51, right? It was it was an Air Force base. Well, or not just an Air Force, but it was a, a research base, a skunk works, right? Lockheed Martin. And I'm sure there was other companies there, too, that had uh, their own little uh, hangars and stuff. But uh, they were doing research on spy planes, on the, on the U-2, on the uh, stealth fighters, right? The triangular stealth fighters that people saw. Right, so that automatically um, erases a lot of the triangle spaceships that people see coming out of Area 51 and all the uh, a lot of the shit that comes out of Area 51. I mean, the fact that they even denied Area 51 existed uh, in the late 80s and the 90s, right, kind of added to the uh, mystique of the whole UFO thing. And I'm thinking that, uh, um, what's his face, Bob Lazar, may actually be a, a willing, intentional stooge who released the information. He could be the same kind of thing. He could be a guy that kind of cracked. He could be partially crazy. 
uh, I don't know. He seems like he's kind of an interesting character. Um, uh, but I think Bob Lazar may also be uh, a uh, government stooge. Uh, if you think, what's most likely? Is it most likely that this guy, what's most probable? That he was in Area 51. He leaked the information about Area 51 being there. Nobody even admitted that it was there. Uh, so that was information that he did leak about a top secret base. So leaking that information, you think they would have arrested him and put him in jail, right, for leaking sensitive information about a top secret fucking base that does research, right? So if they arrested him and put him in jail for that, you know, maybe some kind of a military jail or something. Maybe there were some kind of legal things they couldn't get around. I don't think so. I think these guys can do whatever the hell they want, whenever they want. And the fact that Bob Lazar leaked that information uh, indicates to me, and he's still walking around, well, you had threats. Ooh, ooh, cares, right? That's bullshit too, right? So, or likely bullshit. So the most likely thing with Bob Lazar is he is a government stooge uh, sent out to uh, push the narrative of uh, UFOs. Project, what do they call it? Moonbeam or Blue Beam or whatever the hell, right? That conspiracy theory. Uh, I mean, if you had to pick one or the other, right, we could, we don't know. He could be telling the truth. He could be full of shit. But if you had to lean to one side, the evidence points to him, logically even, everything points to him being full of shit. Now, you, you hear people like Rogan saying, well, he kept his story. Oh, it's the same story. That's bullshit. I mean, things change. Although he did give out information. But then again, this is a tech technique and information that other people didn't know, like the hand scanner, right? So he was, uh, with the measures, the bones, people called him crazy saying they didn't do that. And years later, later, uh, we found out that they did actually do that. So this doesn't mean that what he said was true. This just could further prove that he was a CIA, uh, goon or stooge. Uh, the guy strikes me as patriotic and, uh, like he called, if you read, uh, uh, what's that Greenwald guy has uh, 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 Black Vault or Black, not Black Locks, Black Vault. The guy does a freedom of information uh, stuff. I'm going to change the camera. Let's make it more interesting, right? There you go. So he has uh, um, Blackwald. Greenwald has Black Vault. Anyways, the freedom of information stuff. And uh, so I went through and I read some of the stuff and uh, Bob Lazar and uh, Bob Lazar called the feds on some guy who was ordering shit from him to make uh, some, I don't know if it was a bioweapon or some, some kind of weapon of mass destruction. I can't remember what the chemicals were or what the hell it was, but Bob apparently knew that this could only or most likely be used to make some kind of a weapon. And so he contacted the FBI and the, there's a record of him contacting them, right? And so uh, not to say that that's only something that a patriot would do, but if he was just interested in money, presumably this guy would have been uh, willing to pay. Maybe not. I don't know. Or this guy may have been a test as well. Maybe Bob realized this guy may have been a government-tested test to see if he would call it in. I don't know. There's so many different layers right, of what things could be. Right? We don't know. Hypothetical. But apparently uh, Bob never heard back from the guy again or maybe did once. I don't know. But the point is that he called it in. So that was kind of indicating that he is loyal and he's law-abiding. Now, there's a lot of things that indicate he's not, uh, you know, like borrowing money or whatever. I don't want to get into that kind of stuff, but 
Uh, doesn't mean you're not law-abiding if you borrow money from people, right? And the details of that, I don't want to get into. But, um, yeah, so Bob Lazar strikes me as somebody who's most likely uh, bullshit pushing the narrative of UFOs. What was that, 1989, 1990? Uh, and then we have... Uh, Today, David Grouch is the new Bob Lazar. He's uh, revealing all his stuff uh, with the uh, <laughs> with the blessing of the intelligence community, right? Um, which right there is a major red flag indicating that if they are allowing this information, this is the information that they want released, right? Uh, so uh, the intelligence community clearly wants people to believe that there is this UFO bullshit, right? So why would they do that? Because they have advanced, going back to the 90s, why were they doing it back then? They had advanced spy planes. They had the U-2. They had the F-117 stealth plane, right? So they wanted people to believe that was UFO research so that uh, the the Russians and uh, the Iranians, the, the Islamic uh, globalists, and the Russian globalists, I don't know if the Russians are really globalists. I guess they, they were when they were Soviets. I'm not sure if they so much are today. I think they're just trying to protect their island from the uh, the WEF-type globalists. Anyways, uh, so then you get then you got the Chinese uh, threat, right? Uh, I don't think North Korea is a threat. North Korea is just a puppet proxy, obviously, of China. So whenever anybody says North Korea, they actually mean China. China. So... Logically, I mean, I'm not, I'm just an idiot. So if I'm thinking this, then obviously the intelligence agencies of fucking all these other evil organizations are thinking the exact same thing. Public domain information. So if they were doing it then, they're probably doing it now. So they probably have some kind of secret spy planes or spy technology that kind of appears as uh, UFOs or they're planning on like the conspiracy theory about uh, Blue Beam or whatever it is where they're going to try to fool the population to believe that there's an alien attack using whatever some, you know, fake uh, curtains in the sky and ghosts and who knows what the hell. But that's the, the plan, right? To scare people to bring about... 15-minute ghettos and uh, remove uh, property from uh, people in the rural areas, make it unaffordable, jam them all in the controllable confines of the 15-minute ghettos. And uh, urbanize, right, uh, build up, even though we know, especially after COVID, if, if they were really worried about COVID, they would not be intensifying the population density. They would not be jamming people into tighter and more confined spaces as every person, every farmer going back thousands of years knows that when you put too many animals in a confined area, disease spreads. Viruses spread in high density areas. It's fucking common sense. But the farmers learn this from experience. And you think, well, stupid farmers, how could they not just know this? How did they have to have the experience to show them that you can't have too many cows in a field? You can't have too many pigs in a barn. You can't have too many bees in an area. Disease will spread. Viruses will spread. Funguses will spread. Uh, it's, it's detrimental to the population by having a density so high. 
So if I know this, and the far idiot rural uh, hayseeds have known this for 10,000 years or more, at least, how could our geniuses in, the, uh, in, in urban planning uh, and, and, and world health not know this? If they know this, why are they intensifying the density of population by jamming people into smaller and smaller 15-minute ghettos? By having taller and taller buildings. Oh, because it's better for the environment. Is it better for the environment to have more viruses? Now, what's the priority? Is the priority the environment or is the priority the health of the public? Well, the priority is the environment for the 1% who are allowed to roam free and allowed to eat as much uh, beer-fed beef as they as they like and fly around in their high-carbon footprint jets and go skiing in the Switzerland and then, you know, go yachting in uh, Spain, you know, uh, the next day. Like, these, these are the things that they want. They don't want to have the world polluted by the hoi polloi. It's actually redundant to say the hoi polloi, you know, to be pedantic. It's actually hoi polloi. Hoi means the, I think. The hoi, hoi the populace, hoi polloi. So, but it sounds idiotic to say, they uh, don't like hoi polloi, right? So you, people always say the. So, but it's redundant. So it's idiotic both ways. So the the dirty masses. How about I say that they don't like the dirty masses, the useless eaters, right? It's them and us. And, and people, naive sheep, seem to believe that these idiots honestly uh, think we're all in the same boat. We are not in the same boat. They're pushing us the 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 useless masses into these little ghettos, these concentration camps, and trying to make them happy about it. They will own nothing, and they will be happy, and they will be in their concentration camps, and we will have suicide boots, and we will depress them, and we will da- damage their uh, their hormones. We will we will give them all kinds of stuff that messes up their hormones so that they become depressed, and then and their genders become ambiguous because the hormones are being screwed up, and anything that has to do with hormones will be screwed up. Hunger. Uh, satiation, you know, being full. You will never feel full. You will always feel hungry. You will eat until you die. And we will give you the most unhealthy, unnutritious food to do that. And we will condemn the healthy food. We will tell you that it is uh, only white supremacists and it is part of the the Western uh, colonials patriarchy to eat eggs and beef. And, uh, and uh, what was the third thing they're trying to get us to stop eating? Beef eggs, and dairy. Well, you're not supposed to eat dairy. So the three healthiest things there are to eat. Cheese, keto, healthy. Eggs, super fucking healthy. Meat, direct replace, uh, what do you call it? Uh, parts, right? It's a direct replacement part for your meat, right? So you eat the meat, you're getting the protein, you get all the stuff. It's super fucking healthy. What do they do? Oh, it's bad. Eat eat bags of uh uh, processed shit, <laughs> the garbage that we're making for you stooges in your 15-minute cities, your uh, ghettos, your 15-minute ghettos, right? Do as you're told, you, you dumbasses, right? So I'm sliding sideways. The point here is about aliens, and I've slid to the wall. There definitely might be a connection, and I believe there is a connection with the globalists and aliens. Now, I enjoy uh, David Icke's, uh theories about the uh, queen, uh, uh, now the king, uh, being reptilians. And I'm not saying that it's impossible. They might be reptilians. If there's aliens, why wouldn't they be? I mean, if I was an alien, I would come in. I would, I would uh, be the royals. I would be the global leaders. If I was an alien and I went to some hayseed backward-ass planet like the Earth, 
I wouldn't just become uh, some garbage truck driver. You know what I mean? No offense to garbage truck drivers. They, you know, they're a valuable service to it. And I, I honor their work. And I actually give our local guys, uh, I forgot this year. Normally I give them, uh, you know, uh, a card for, you know, coffee shops or just give them, you know, 20 bucks, right? Keep the grease the wheels. Get these guys, make them happy. The first time I did it, it was actually a girl. I was surprised. She was in the wintertime. It was like a blizzard and she was wearing this massive thing and you couldn't tell. I thought it was a dude. And I gave her the card. There's this chick and she was pretty. And I was like, holy cow, it's young girls are garbage, man. Like I was just floored. Anyways, gave her a cup of coffees and, uh, some, uh donuts or whatever. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, what the hell was I saying? Um, garbage men, uh, WEF globalists, uh, have something to do, I think with, uh, aliens, uh, the, uh, they are the wizard. now it's, there's two, there's two major, um, conclusions that we could have. Now you don't want to make a conclusion definitely, right? You're critical thinking. You want to keep the possibility of your conclusions being completely wrong, which they probably are. So we could have one conclusion, uh, being that the WEF, are actually controlled by aliens. Another conclusion is that the WEF are uh, in league with the intelligence community who want to promote the, or maybe there's a third conclusion that they just have nothing to do with it and people are just um, assigning this alien crap to the global uh, ruling elite, like the royal family and Colonel Sanders before he went tits up. Uh, and the Vatican... And uh, so it's interesting when you think about the Vatican and aliens and, you know, uh, or the, the Vatican and the promotion of the false narrative of aliens, right? Same with the royals. Now, they don't seem to be pushing uh, the, this. They seem to be pretty defensive about it, which actually, uh, <laughs> I know, what are you going to do, right? Uh, if you're a royal and people call you an alien, are you going to say, yes, we're aliens and try to promote it? Or are you going to, did they even deny it? I don't know. I've never heard the queen deny that she was a reptilian. Maybe she did. But, uh Anyways, David Icke, his theories I think are quite interesting, but uh, most plausibly, um, I think the alien narrative may be bullshit that was always there to hide the research uh, and development of top secret crafts. Now, I'm not saying that's what it all is, uh, but I'm thinking that is definitely an aspect. It is very highly likely that at least some of this UFO crap is um, military or perhaps just intelligence CIA type. I guess that's if it's if it's intelligence, you know, they, they there's an overlap with the the uh, the military. But uh, like you think of the CIA and the Skunk Works and Lockheed Martin and the F-117s and the in the what do you call the uh, the stealth bomber there? The B, uh, B2, B1, whatever that was. And the U2. Uh, so if they were doing it then, when did, uh, let me see, when did Area 51, when did they build that base? I think it wasn't until the 50s, right? When was Area 51 built? See if this is public domain information. Um, they say it was built in 1955. Um some say October 1960, uh, double shift schedules. So here they're saying it wasn't until the 50s. So Area 51, according to this, was not around uh, when Roswell happened. Uh, but interesting uh, meta information. 
is that after Roswell in July of 47, later that same year, the CIA was formed, the NSA was formed, and the uh, Air Force was also formed. All three of those were formed in 1947 after Roswell. <clears throat> and the transistor was also uh, developed shortly thereafter. Now, I have a textbook that says the, uh, the transistor was discovered in December of 1947, but uh, modern textbooks since uh, written post-1997, after the Air Force came up with their, uh, their story about the uh, mannequins and stuff for Roswell, since then, all the textbooks have been revised uh, that the transistor had, was developed previous to 1947 and the research went back to like 1940 whatever three or something like that they say at bell labs so interesting how something as monumental as when the transistor was developed in our electronics textbooks on transistors all got that so very wrong uh previous to 1997 so what is that 50 years so for 50 years our electronics textbooks written by electronics nerds who get excited about transistors got the origin date of the transistor wrong. Now that's the equivalent of a comic book guy. Uh, I'll change the camera angles. Make it, uh, there you go. That's the equivalent of a comic book guy getting, uh, you know, uh, Superman's origin story wrong, right? It's, it's literally that level of really hmm kind of makes you wonder right so why would they change that why would all the books be revised that is a red flag now i'm not saying transistors are alien technology i mean uh there's a lot of evidence now to indicate that they are not that they were just uh you know germanium uh you know uh pentavalent and uh and trivalent uh Semiconductors smashed together by these guys, you know, stumble across that. I don't know. I mean, it's possible, right? But uh, if you found a transistor in a UFO, thinking about how advanced their technology is, uh, how micro, I mean, I don't think we would have had the technology to reverse engineer a transistor other than knowing uh, perhaps the inputs and outputs, but it's not like the UFOs would have had component levels uh, <laughs> transistors. Like we had, you know, up until thin film technology where, you know, we got thousands, millions of transistors on a chip that is, you know, will fit in this pen cap. So if this is our technology, how would we reverse engineer that? Even our modern transistor technology, if you pull, got a, a computer and you pulled the processor out and you gave it to somebody from 1947 in the summer and you said, here, reverse engineer this, they would, they would look at it. Chances are they would fry it because they wouldn't know what voltage it needs or, you know, heat sinks or whatever. Maybe the alien technology doesn't need that kind of shit. I don't know. But other than perhaps messing with it and seeing how there's an amplification, uh, you know, from a couple inputs, but I mean, no, because it's not component level. They, I mean, I'm assuming I could be wrong. Maybe the aliens would have standalone transistors, uh, even though this is highly unlikely, they, they would have chips. I would assume they would have millions, hundreds of millions of transistors. And how would we reverse engineer that? So thinking that way, it is very unlikely that we reversed engineered a transistor from uh, an alien uh, dashboard, right? Or an alien uh, phaser or an alien communicator, uh, or whatever they had, right? 
And chances are they would have other types of technology that would be so advanced that we wouldn't be able to. So that leads towards back towards, you know, the human, the human design, right? So what's most plausible, it's more plausible that humans, unless as some, uh, UFO people say that the whole thing with the spaceships and these things left for us are left intentionally. They're left, uh, for us, for us to reverse engineer. It's like, here you go. Here's a, they might be just messing. Like, I mean, if I was an alien flying around a backwards country, a country, uh, planet, uh, it might be kind of fun just to, uh, you know, throw a, uh, throw a cell phone. Here you go, boys. <laughs> have fun with that. It's like giving a bunch of savages on a, uh, on an island somewhere, you know, here's a cell phone. What are you going to do with it? Like, what would they do with it? Right. Uh, so they may not be too worried about the reverse engineering, of their actual technology, uh, if they did give a component level, like a single transistor uh, that we could use to uh, figure out that it could be used as an electronic switch or as an amplifier. I mean, the fact is transistors are so very close to uh, what we have in tube technology that uh, it is very unlikely uh, that we used, uh, we reverse engineered, uh, crashed UFOs. I mean, the only, the, 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 <laughs> unless of course the aliens planted stuff for us to be able to reverse engineer, right? Which is even now less likely, right? So now we're going way out on a branch of unlikelihood. So it is more likely that we actually did develop the transistor. Uh, we advanced our, our tube technology where we had, uh, what are they called? Uh, I can't remember what they even, so long ago that I, I did tube, uh, they had a comparable devices that were comparable to diodes, uh, which is a PN, a, a PN junction, and uh, and triodes like a, you know like a transistor, a PNP, and then we have field effect transistors. We have different types uh, of transistors, but anyways, um, yeah. So again, unlikely that they reverse engineered it. I'm not trying to uh, uh, debunk anything i'm just trying to say what's the most logical right so thinking uh grouch most likely full of shit um what's his face um bob lazar most likely full of shit uh joe rogan most likely uh gullible uh he's credulous i think he he wants to believe as do a lot of people i think it'd be fun and uh, i'm not saying that this doesn't mean that there are aliens or that aliens haven't crashed or the aliens aren't flying around. I'm saying that these guys are using that or using the story. They don't care if it's real or not. They're using the story as cover for um, uh, top secret plants or also perhaps as the conspiracy theory goes to get more funding for black projects. So I don't know how well that's panning out. Uh, it might, it might not. These guys already have bottomless uh, pockets, uh, spending money like drunk sailors off of the backs of the uh, working class people. I'm sounding like a Marxist, but it's true. The, uh, the the working class people, you look at 2008 with Obama, he raped the American people by using their money to bail out the pigs in the banking who uh, totally just had a, a heyday and an orgasm of spending and incompetence, and they crashed the system. Now, it might have been, seeing what the globalists are trying to do now, 
uh, they might be they might have actually intentionally been trying to crash the system in 2008 as if you look at what they're doing today uh, what 15 years later whatever it is they uh, they uh, are trying to crash the system I, it appears to be by printing money like crazy which is the banks the central banks which are the similar cocksuckers that were with the banks that were doing the shit in Wall Street right and the government spending like idiots uh, causing inflation and the government uh, jamming all kinds of illegal immigrants, bypassing our normal immigration processes of the Western world, uh, which is going to increase uh, the costs of everything, increase the demand, right? Basics, you have increased the demand. So which also is beneficial to the uh, large corporations because now it goes back to slavery. Then there's a surplus of workers, Right. If somebody uh, comes in and uh, looks at the uh, manager sideways, you're fired. We're going to get uh, 10 uh, illegal immigrants in here that are work for half of what your pay is. And if they say anything, they're gone. We'll hire another 10 guys to replace those guys. Anybody that they're friends with, they're all fired. We're going to just bring in new people, right? So it's much, uh, it's, it's beneficial to the uh, the oligarchs of uh, the uh, the 1% who are running the megacorps. Not so much the uh, the uh, the mom and pop shops uh, because they're trying to the the elites appear to be uh, destroying the the medium and small businesses uh, as the as evidence of the largest transfer of wealth in human history has happened during COVID and now could that have been done by mistake? Oh, we mistakenly took all the money from everybody who needed it the most and gave it all to the people who needed it the least, the least. So, uh, nobody did that by mistake, right? I don't think so. These people aren't, uh, they wouldn't force gump their way into uh, becoming even richer, right? Oh, we just can't help it. We just you get all the money. And, and it's always the people that are getting screwed over, right? The, the hated people. These people loathe and hate the population. So, anyways, back to aliens. Uh, let's go to the beginning here. Um, the first book uh, was written that I know of. Uh, I mean, there might be books before this, but this was written by Donald Kehoe in uh, in the 1940s. I think he wrote it uh, 1947 uh, and had it uh, until 1949. Now, he finished, he wrote a, an article about this book uh, in a magazine uh, while uh, he, when he finished it. And it was, the magazine was called Truth Magazine. And the article, he talks about it in the book. Uh, the article was released in, I think, December 1949. So this is a 1940s book written about uh, flying saucers during that the heady days of Roswell and the, uh, the flying saucers. So this book technically, I don't think, was published until uh, early 1950, but he had finished writing it in 1949. So this information is 1947 to 1949, I believe. And Donald Keyhole was a major in the Army. Uh, he retired and was a writer uh, at the point of his research from 1947 to 1949. And apparently he had access to talk to all the Air Force guys and um, the people who were giving him information up until the point of his... Uh, now, I think there was other articles that were released uh, around the same time, 
But when his article was released in uh, in December of 1949, apparently all the uh, Air Force guys were uh, the tap was turned off. They wouldn't return his calls. Or uh, I'm, I'm oversimplifying it, but this is generally what happened, from what I recall. I read this book maybe a month ago. I can't remember. But uh, yeah, so that was pretty much the story. So these guys were all telling him. They said all the shit is real. We see these crafts like the the stereotypical, uh, you know, uh, sausages. Uh, I mean, the cigar shapes, the uh, the disc shapes, uh, the the metallic discs. Um, the, these these things were flying around according to the according to him, according to Air Force people that he spoke with who were, uh, you know, around. So this is what he was saying. So again, was it real, perhaps, or was this? considering this guy was military and his contacts were all military. Um, I mean, could it, could it all be a disinformation uh, uh, campaign, a PSYOP? It's possible, right? Because we know after this, at least five years after this, when they started building um, Area 51, according to the public information, and uh, this, the, the, the crafts that they found, the parts of, uh, apparently were sent to... Uh, What's that Air Force Base in Ohio? Eh, the big one there. Doesn't matter. So there's a lot of myth and uh, legend talking about the uh, the crafts from... Uh, what's that goddamn Air Force Base in Ohio? Oh, it's bothering me. Uh, Air Force. You can tell I'm such a nerd that I can't remember the uh, Air Force Base. Base Ohio. Wright Patterson, that's it. Back in the day, I think it was just called Patterson or it was just called Wright, one of the two, and then they since changed the name to Wright Patterson. Uh, I can't. It's been a while since I uh, read about that. History of the Wright Patterson Air Force Base. But I did, but I don't recall it now. So anyways, um, yeah, so his story is, his story, his story is that these things were real. They're flying around. The Air Force guys were telling him uh, accounts of it. And uh, and then after his story in um, 1949, December, in the magazine, saying all this stuff, the Air Force turned off the information taps and uh, pretty much just denied it and said it was all bullshit. So it's kind of a funny thing for them to do. But if you're trying to do a PSYOP, would you do it that way? I mean, you're starting to get, again, less likely. Now it's starting to be unrealistic that they would do that. But they did. Right, so they did um, have this uh, Area Fifty One, and they did have that research stuff, and they did right uh, say it didn't exist, and they did call it conspiracy theory, saying that Area Fifty One existed. Right, so it's all the same modes, the all same techniques to say it's a conspiracy theory that, that there was an Area Fifty One, which now they admit, yeah, there was an Area Fifty One. So they say that the UFOs are conspiracy theories. But they might have been saying that to try to hide Area 51 and the, and the research. Uh, or perhaps there was things that people saw that they couldn't account for, which is likely. You see something, doesn't mean it's a spaceship from uh, Mars or a flying saucer, to use an older term. A flying saucer from Mars. Um, it could be, uh, you know, balloons, like they say, right? It could be a lot of things. It could be a jet. It could be things that, because when you see, if you think about psychology, and you think you know a person was riding a horse. 
and then you see the person way, way off at the distance come out of the woods across a field, your brain will tell you that that's the person you think it is riding the horse. And your brain will actually fill in details and say, well, that was uh, Sue. She was riding that brown horse with the uh, beige uh, saddle. You know what I mean? And your brain will perceive that, even though that's may, that may not be what you actually saw. Your brain fills in, uh, we know this, your brain fills in a lot of uh, gaps with uh, bullshit, right? The fact that we have blind spots and your brain fills in that information with approximations. Like you, if you put your, you know, the old thing, four inches, you put your hand out and you move a little piece of paper across till it disappears, right? We all know we have this blind spot. Yet our brains don't perceive it as a spot of darkness. Our brains perceive it as a just a blending of the data. So our brains fill in the data with approximations of what we would expect to be there. So this... Uh, psychological thing may happen with a lot of uh, observations of UFOs. Now, I know a lot of people who are UFO people might be screaming. Uh, we'll get to the, uh, the, the John Mack stories in a bit. But uh, it's plausible, right? What's, what's more plausible? That there are UFOs flying around or that the military's using people's... Um, misidentifications as actual UFOs. Now, again, this doesn't mean that there aren't UFOs. There may be. Now, if you look at Stanton Friedman, who uh, we were warned uh, by uh, famous conspiracy theorist uh, Cooper, what's his name, Bill Bill Cooper, William Cooper, said that Stan, Stanton Friedman was a uh, an intelligence asset, which is likely, because who was paying this guy? That's the one thing I was suspicious of Stanton Friedman. Sure, he was selling books, uh, did he make that much money to be able to do that much legwork? I mean, it's possible, but it just strikes me as he was drawing a salary from somebody somewhere and, uh, you know, pumping out these books. I don't think these books actually make much money. Maybe they do. I could be totally wrong. Maybe he was making enough money from his books, but then he had to have, what, he put the bill himself to do the research, which is possible uh, before he sold his first book. And, you know, he did these tours and he would talk and people would pay him to talk. So, I mean, it's possible but it's also possible that uh, uh, William Cooper was right that Stanton Friedman was an intelligence asset. And as Stanton Friedman was the guy who, uh, or him and some other dude, I think, were the two guys who brought back Roswell in the 1970s. 19, uh, like this book here was written in the 40s, and they were talking about the, uh, the crashes and stuff. But all the, uh, the renaissance of Roswell was in the 70s by, guess who? Stanton Friedman uh, and some other guy, right? So they wrote a book about this stuff, and they brought it back. And uh, Cooper said that uh, this other guy, uh, Bruce Maccabee, Dr. Bruce Maccabee, is also, was also a CIA asset. And I think Maccabee uh, um, and some other guy named Moore. Now, I don't remember. There was a book I think Moore wrote. I can't remember specifically much about it. Anyways, um, I can't remember his name, Moore, something more. Anyways, uh, so of course we know, uh, maybe you don't know, this guy, uh, William Cooper, was killed by the FBI outside his home. He was shot as he was running to get into his house. Um, they lured him out with some trap and he came out and uh, there's a lot of misinformation about that guy. Uh, but he also could have been a crackpot. I don't know. I mean, uh, some of the stuff he says is, uh, I mean, 
too hard to believe. And uh, some people say, well, just because it's too hard to believe doesn't mean it's not true. But he said shit like uh, there's an atmosphere on the moon. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Um, that really comes off as bullshit. Um, but a lot of the other stuff he said uh, did have. And again, this is what a lot of propagandists and a lot of misinformation people do. Uh, uh, the the uh, what do you call it? The uh, public relations type people, and uh, like uh, Mao, I did the whole podcast on Mao and how his book. What you do is you you give some valid information, and then you jam your bullshit right next to that. So you you give them some information, and the people say that ah, okay, I agree with that. That's true. I'll make that connection in my head. You know, they're not telling you. They're not trying to sell you on it. They just say something, and then you're like, yeah, I believe that. And then they, they might do it two or three things, and you're like, yeah, okay, I believe, I believe that. And they're trying to lower your defenses to assume that everything they say is true, and then they start throwing in their bullshit. And then if you believe the first stuff, this, the, the, the bullshit part might actually be maybe something that's kind of convoluted, that does not quite make sense. But since the other the other parts made sense to you and you believe them, the trick is for you to just blindly believe the other part that you don't quite understand that wasn't proven to you. Right. So that is a technique that is used. And so Bill Cooper, I think, did use that uh, that technique. Uh, a lot of the stuff was just, I mean, just over the top bullshit. So he could have been an asset. Who knows? Maybe he wasn't even assassinated by the uh, FBI. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe we'll do another thing on Cooper uh, in his book. Uh, what's it? Uh, Behold a uh, Pale Horse. Uh, I know there's a lot of uh, Jewish people who really uh, hate him uh, because he had a chapter on the uh, on the plans. What was it called? There's some uh, Jewish cabal's plans of how to take over their, or their plans of how they're going to be taking over the world. Now, this doesn't mean that all Jews are doing it, uh, obviously. Uh, just like if there's a uh, conspiracy of Christians uh, to do something, doesn't mean everybody that's Christian is guilty of that. Just as, you know, if there's... Uh, some black guys are going to rob a bank. Doesn't mean all black people are guilty of robbing the bank, right? It's you can you can pick uh, any religion or ethnicity, and everybody is not responsible for the acts of one or two or however many. Even if you had a group, even if you had five hundred of them, right? They're, the rest of the people aren't responsible for the actions of that that small group who happen to have the same. Uh, uh, ethnicity or religion or gender or even beliefs. I guess that would be a religion because it's the same beliefs, right? Anyways, uh, yeah, so Billy Cooper um, was definitely full of shit about some things, but perhaps some things he wasn't. I don't know. But this guy here, uh, he comes off as a, uh, a credulous, uh, somebody who believes things uh, uh, readily, uh, and I'm sure he'd be thinking, well, why would they lie, right? So maybe he was a puppet used by the intelligence uh, back in the day, uh, the the newly uh, christened CIA. Uh, he might have been uh, an asset of theirs, right? 1947 is when they were formed, and that's when he started uh, writing this. So this, this might have been one of their very first uh, gigs, right? Um, having uh, Donald Kehoe as an asset to write this and promote UFOs as real. And what better way to do it to have uh, the the military give you all this information and then pretend uh, that they didn't say it to try to gaslight the public? That makes a lot of people who read it believe it, saying, well, look, they said it. Now they don't say it, 
right? Unless they're planning the whole thing, right? Now, again, this starts getting more unrealistic, but that's this is what happened. According to this guy, they gave him the information. After he released it, they flipped. They did 180, no more information. It's all uh, lies, even though they admitted to it beforehand. So that it leaves questions, right? It leaves ambiguity, which may be something intentional. You may want people to not have a sure footing about what they believe, right? It's, it's easier just to think, well, it's bullshit. But then the intelligence agencies back in the day wouldn't want you to believe it's bullshit if they were planning on using it as a cover for their top secret uh, weapons platforms. So they want to try to fool. It has to be a legitimate uh, chess game, uh, global level grift that is intended to fool uh, seasoned Russian or Soviet, I guess back then, seasoned Soviet intelligence agents who have came, who come up with words like disinformation. They were the guys who invented the word disinformation. So are you going to try to fool those guys with this shit? I don't know. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. Maybe there is an actual uh, a phenomenon of UAPs flying around, and these guys just figured we'll capitalize on it and use that to hide our actual programs. So that when the Russians or the Chinese or whoever, back, back in the day would have been the Russians, Soviets, see the uh, flying saucers, uh, they might actually be real flying saucers, or they might be uh, U-2 spy planes. Right? Who knows? Especially since a lot of the uh, the sightings were, you know, a bright light moving across the sky. Now, you would only see that at certain times. I think at the Terminator, like at sunset, when the sun's at a low angle. Otherwise, you're not going to, if it's backlit, you're not going to see a U-2. So in the middle of the day, you're not going to see the U-2. And at nighttime, you're not going to see the fucking thing. So the only time you would see a U-2 is... Uh, twilight, uh, Terminator. So sunrise, sunset, with the light hitting sideways with the dark sky above it. And the plane, like you've seen planes at nighttime or sunset, right? You look up, you can't see them so much at the daytime. You see their vapor trails, but these guys are flying at whatever, 60,000 feet. I don't know how high, super high. I don't know how high the U-2s flow, flew, but higher than the commercial jets. And they didn't have uh, vapor trails. So the UFO cover story kind of doesn't make sense unless they were thinking that they were going to be there at uh, sunrise and sunset, which is an easy thing for them to not do. If I was flying a spy plane, I'd be like, yeah, okay, let's just not fly there uh, during sunrise or sunset. Let's do it full daylight or full in the middle of the night, right? And these things could get in and out of there, you would assume. I don't know. It is a pretty far distance. Maybe they figured they wouldn't be able to get in and out before sunrise or sunset. Or uh, maybe the Russians doing this or the Soviets uh, back in the day would have... Uh, done a lot of their uh, moving of things during that time. I don't know. This was like before satellites. So who knows? Again, plausibility. What is plausible? What's not plausible? It's plausible that they used UFOs, uh, the story of UFOs, to hide their uh, shit. And it's plausible that this military guy, Donald Kehoe, whose sources were military, are also part of the fledgling CIA, and uh, they were meant to promote... Uh, the story of UFOs. But it's also possible that uh, he is, uh, in face value, just a guy who uh, gave the story. But how come this book isn't so popular? I mean, outside of UFO nut jobs, how many people have heard of Donald Kehoe? Right? The Flying Saucers Are Real. I love that title. It's not UFOs, right? It's flying. This is when they used to call them flying saucers. <laughs> UFOs was actually a military term. Right. And then UFOs was replaced for uh, with UAPs. 
Right, so. <laughs> then we get this guy. I don't know if I did a podcast on him already. I might have. But Eric Von Doniken, who uh, worked in a hotel. And guess where? Davos, Switzerland. You know what else is in Davos, Switzerland? The World Economic Forum. You know how big the population of Davos, Switzerland is? Tiny. The population of Davos is tiny. What happens in Davos? All the elite world leaders show up there to go skiing. So they have a hotel. All these rich assholes go there who uh, want to rule the world. And Eric Von Doniken just happens to be from that little tiny village. And he happened to wrote a book called Chariots of the Gods back in the uh, 70s, I think it was. This one, 1969. Holy shit, 68. Copyright, 1969, 68. English translation was 1969. So I guess he wrote it originally in German or Swiss or whatever the hell they speak in Switzerland. Um, yeah, so it's, what are the chances, right? That is highly unlikely. And like people say, there's no such thing as a coincidence. Well, then the globalists, um, even though a lot of this globalist shit didn't really start until, well, I mean, um, who was it? The, the Club of Rome wrote their book. I think they met around this time, late 60s, early 70s, the World Economic Forum. Klaus Schwab was formed, I believe, in the early 70s. So it was all around this time. So these guys might have been sitting around their uh, lobbies, uh, you know, shagging the, the, the poor hookers of uh, Davos um, and talking about how we're going to take over the world. Well, we could do this by... Making everybody believe that UFOs are real and UFOs not only are real, just like just like these uh, secret organizations that say that they've been around for thousands of years uh, when, in fact, they haven't, right? They're trying to promote, oh, we've been here for thousands of years, this organ, the, the Masons or whatever, they're, you know, the, the whatever secret organization. They all want to pretend they have a long, uh, what's the word, heritage? I don't know what the hell the word is. Uh, legacy? I don't know. Anyways, uh, so this book kind of does that that same thing. It it says now as a kid, I often thought when I read the Bible, I remember thinking, "Geez, these guys do seem kind of like aliens, right?" The whole story of the burnished metal and the and the coming out of the clouds, right, and all that shit. I thought, that just sounds like a fucking UFO. So he's not the first guy, I'm sure, to think that because uh, I didn't know about him, even though this was written before I thought of that. Uh, even as a kid. When I read the Bible, I thought it seemed like uh, alien shit, some of the stuff. And some of it seemed like complete bullshit. And uh, the Old Testament just seemed fucking evil, <laughs> right? And it seemed like these guys were on drugs. And uh, they might have been. And uh, But I think, personally, I think books and stories uh, and artwork from our past uh, is compromised by evil um, inverters, people who will try to invert um what something was. So I think the Bible, uh, all these religious books were originally intended as aids to help our fellow tribesmen, right? The uh, the Jewish tribe or the 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 Christian tribe or the the Muslim tribe or the Buddhist tribe or you know whatever. They the people consider themselves their tribe, right? So it was originally meant to help their people. But it has since been uh, compromised by ruling elites. Uh, and then you get the uh, Vatican, 
which I think is a perfect example of that, right? The the Roman Empire, people stay is still alive today. It never went away. It just reduced in size uh, and turned into the Vatican. So that's possible if you think about it, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah. So, anyways. This guy, this uh, Von Donneken comes up with some crazy-ass shit and says that uh, the the, uh, gods uh, that have been around and all cultures and societies are uh, obviously aliens. Now, we don't know if that's the case. I mean, it kind of uh, diminishes the capacity of uh, humanity and the capacity of human creativity. This is that metal thing in India that's... uh, they say it's been, uh, cannot be accurately dated, he says. It's hundreds of years old. I mean, yeah, there's technology that's been lost. Um, maybe they know more about the uh, metallurgy of that. You, t- you talk to any of these sword-making uh, uh, hardcore uh, guys with their own little foundries in the garage, and they'll talk to you about the, uh, what's that steel that the uh, guys of the Middle East, the Persians, made? That was crazy, uh, crazy hard and sharp. It was like a wicked high-end steel. But, uh, of course, that was a military secret, right? So they didn't share with everybody, and that secret was lost. Just like a lot of the military secrets that are around today, uh, they could easily be lost. I mean, if it's uh, in silos and, uh, you know, intelligence or knowledge silos and people don't know, uh, they don't know. And then uh, people retire, and they never shared that information, so they very well could be warehouses with actual UFOs in them that nobody in the intelligence agency today uh, or intelligence community knows even exist. It's possible. Uh, I mean, just with the 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 uh, incompetence and sloppiness of uh, government spending, uh, it's likely there are several warehouses full of shit that nobody knows even exist anymore, right? Records are lost, right? They don't even know they own a warehouse in uh, Mexico that's full of uh, whatever. Never mind warehouses in uh, North Carolina. So, uh, yeah, so that's the uh, long and short of this guy. Uh, Most likely um, globalist. So now we're seeing there's connections here, right, with the intelligence community, the globalists, the CIA, Right, so now it's starting to be a conspiracy theory. Well, the conspiracy theory is more believable than what these these crackpots are pushing, isn't it? It's more believable to think that uh, uh, this guy from Davos is talking with other people who are from Davos, who are globalists, who actually want to control the world, who are unelected, and they're just super wealthy, right? And they and they're crazy. They're crackpots. They they wear spacesuits like. Uh, Klaus Schwab, the guy's fucking nuts. So for them to write a book is not a big deal, right? So, and this guy uh, makes money going around, Von Donneken. Chalk him up to the, uh, again, he might be pushing, uh, there might be some truth, um, but, like, I don't think the entire Bible is uh, aliens, (laughs) right? Uh, There might have been somebody who saw some shit or maybe they were taking drugs and they saw shit. Just because you take drugs and you see something doesn't mean it's not real, right? There's another thing. It's likely that it was drug-induced. Drug-induced, does that mean that it was not real? Possibly. Possibly not. Right, so then we go to this guy who uh, 
was called, he, apparently this guy is a ufologist, Bruce McAbee. Is there a picture of him? There's a picture of him on the bottom there. Looks like just a regular dude, right? Anyway, so uh, he writes a book like this every couple of years, something about the FBI and the CIA and UFOs. And apparently he's been doing this since, I don't know, 60s or 70s or whatever. And uh, anyways, um, Bruce McAbee was also told, uh, we were warned that Bruce McAbee was a CIA asset by the assassinated uh, Billy Cooper. He said he was, Maccabee was, so Maccabee talks about that. He says, yes, he, uh, he gave tutorials and seminars at like lunchtime or whatever to CIA people. And, uh, through that, he had a contact, like a, just, uh, the, the idea is that the CIA guys would sort of just laugh at this shit and, uh, you know, have lunchtime seminars where he would come in and uh, I guess on their own time, they would listen to his kooky, uh, theories. Right. That's sort of the the implication that he's trying to say to sort of say that he wasn't uh, working with the CIA, um, which is kind of uh, embarrassing for him. Uh, so that may be the case, but uh, he didn't disclose this shit apparently before uh, when uh, uh, the assassinated Billy Cooper claimed that he was a CIA asset. So, again, here's another guy who's made a career out of uh, uh, writing books. And uh, selling books about uh, shit. Uh, I mean, a lot of the stuff he talks about is, you know, again, it's a, it's, a, it's a modern kind of version to this book from 1947 to 49. It's just a, uh, when did he write this? 2000 and uh, what, 14 or some shit like that? Why don't they put fucking dates in these goddamn books? 2014. Copyright. Bruce McAbee. PhD. All right. So, again, just because somebody has a PhD doesn't mean that they're not fucking full of shit. Right? That, this, this is a solid argument for that. For people who think, oh, a doctor said you, you uh, need to take this vaccine, even though there's no adverse long-term effects studies and trials. Well, why should I believe him? Because they're a doctor. Okay, this guy's a fucking doctor. Dr. Bruce McAbee. He says UFOs are fucking real. Pick a lane. Are they real? This guy's a doctor. He said they're real. You got to believe the other doctor because he's a doctor. That means you got to believe this crackpot because he's a fucking doctor. Do you guys see the flaw, right? Do you see the flaw in that mode of thinking, right? The uh, the, fa- the fallacy of the uh, the appeal to the expert. This doctor... And his PhD piled higher and deeper. So you know that, right? You get a, you get the shit. It just it gets piled higher and deeper. That's all a PhD means. It's more bullshit. Anyways, so there you go. So either you need, if you trust the vaccines because they're doctors, then you have to believe in UFOs. You have to believe the, the FBI and the CIA. Mostly the FBI, according to this, are uh, and the Air Force. As according to this book, it's mostly the the uh, FBI and the Air Force who are uh, hiding the UFO shit. The CIA dabbled, and then just thought it's not our uh, it's not our business. We're going to hand it back to the uh, Air Force and let them deal with it. Which kind of, on the face of it, rings bullshit. Because, yes, the planes that were being developed in uh, Area 51 since the 1950s, 
uh, the U-2, those were CIA projects. So why would they, uh, granted their airplanes, right, but they weren't Air Force airplanes. Now the Air Force does use the uh, stealth fighter, but these were CIA black projects. So it was in fact the CIA who were hiding and they were obviously the guys then who were promoting the, uh, the PSYOP of the UFOs. So for him to downplay the CIA in this, right, while also being called a CIA asset by a conspiracy theorist who was assassinated by the FBI outside his home, uh, leads one to believe that, well, maybe uh, it was actually the FBI or the CIA who are behind this because they're the most logical ones with the Area 51 story, right? They were the most logical ones to hide their projects using the UFO things, right? So it wouldn't be the FBI that were, would have been hiding the CIA CIA projects, right? The FBI wouldn't give a fuck. But what the CIA are doing, they'd be like, fuck you, man. Right? Especially back in the day when it was uh, Hoover. So uh, I don't know how long Hoover was there. It doesn't matter. But uh, it, <laughs> Yeah, so why would the FBI give a shit about hiding uh, a project of the CIA in Area 51? They wouldn't, right? So the Air Force might be interested in that because they're going to get their grubby little hands on these stealth fighters, right? Or whatever, I'm assuming. Uh, whereas I don't think the U-2 was ever Air Force. I think the U-2 was always uh, CIA. So, again, so him downplaying the CIA saying it was the Air Force and the FBI um, kind of makes you think, well, and he was also uh, called an, a CIA asset, um, kind of makes you think, well, maybe he was a CIA asset. Maybe it is more CIA, and maybe this book is meant to town, downplay the CIA's um, role in all this UFO shit, because that's the truth, right? And uh, so they're, and uh, maybe the FBI, who are they uh, are, he's saying are the guys that are like the most responsible, like the Scully and the Mulders, uh, maybe they are the least uh, guys responsible for this. And then they got the Air Force in the middle. And the Air Force, of course, uh, would have their hands possibly dirty with this, right? If if there is UFOs, right? If there's not UFOs, then it's most likely the CIA and the Air Force who are both interested in pushing. I mean, who who had Project Blue Book? Right. Uh, this is what this guy was talking about. Uh, he didn't know the names of the later projects, but he knew about Project Sign. And that's when, according to him, they all believed UFOs were real. So they had Project Sign and then they had Project Grudge uh, when the uh, can't remember uh, which general it was. Interesting. He talks. Doesn't matter. So uh, at that point, that's when they flipped. They flipped from, yes, we're going to honestly look into uh, UFOs. Uh, that was Project Sign. And they're like, no, it's all bullshit. That's when they started Project Grudge. He didn't know it was called Project Grudge. Or if he did, he didn't release it to the public. It might have been a secret name. But it has since, I think in the 70s, they released uh, the information. Again, going back to, uh, what's his face there? In the 70s, who brought back the uh, Roswell. He, I think, was one of the guys that brought, uh, exposed the name of Project Grudge. But Project Blue Book, I don't think, was ever uh, classified. Uh, but I think the name of grudge might've been classified. doesn't matter. Uh, so anyway, so it was the air force that was running that. So the air force obviously have some involvement. They had sign grudge and blue book. And apparently, uh, they have other, uh, 
projects, I mean, obviously you would, right? A UAP doesn't, or UFO doesn't mean it's alien, but you want to know if the Soviets or now the Chinese have uh, top secret uh, research reconnaissance vehicles. If we could use them against the Soviets, then obviously they could be developed ones and using them against us. So you would not intentionally say, well, I don't want to look at UFOs because uh, they're uh, aliens and there's nothing we can do about it. What if they're Soviets, right? So if they think the Soviets can't do it, then that is a major advantage for the Soviets right back in the day. Now the Russians. So it's uh, it seems like just a rehash. These two books are very similar in uh, modus operandi, right? They're uh, guys with connections to Air Force, uh, CIA, Air Force, FBI. This guy's got contacts everywhere. Um and hence, I guess that's why the book is thicker. But uh, they're essentially the same kind of thing. They're both saying official contacts, uh, UFOs are real, uh, and you make your judgment. Now, I could read his summary at the back of this book where he, uh, but uh, what's the point? I mean, it could all be bullshit, right? So then we go to this guy. John Mack, MD, medical doctor, Harvard clinical uh, researcher. So he's like the Jordan Peterson of aliens. Uh, he was apparently killed in London uh, by a hit and run. And uh, rumor has it, legend has it, that there was two other John Macks killed in London by hit and runs on the same day as this John Mack was. Uh, but uh, they caught the guy. He was a drunk guy, drunk driver, and uh, he was thrown in jail. So maybe he was paid off uh, if, if this guy, if he was hired to kill John Mack and they captured him. Uh, then he was either threatened uh, to kill his family or something, or perhaps uh, he was threatened with blackmail. Or perhaps they uh, paid off somebody or paid him or paid his family or paid off something. They got to him, right? So people can be got to or perhaps the guy was just a drunk driver as well as the other uh, two other guys who uh, killed the other three John Max in one day. Now, I don't know if that's even true. I didn't verify it, but I don't know if any of this shit's true. I don't know if I'm even sitting here talking on a camera, right? Who knows? Ooh, existentialist shit, right? We can only use our heuristics and what's most plausible. So John Mack, he worked at where? Harvard. Harvard, the uh, university uh, that is so full of shit that that immediately sheds a cloud on the credibility of John Mack. Now, they might argue that John Mack uh, shines a cloud on the credibility of Harvard, but far from it. It's the exact opposite. Harvard is a compromised uh, school uh, of woke, uh, globalist, uh, compromised, intelligence agency compromised. Now, again, if the globalists, the World Economic Forum, the, the, uh, the CFR, and, and other organizations like that are actually just, uh, and, and the CIA are all, and the NSA are all just uh, some secret uh, club of globalists who want to take over the world, then I guess that would just be an American globalist agenda. 
but it's not because the World Economic Forum are based in Switzerland and Klaus Schwab and, uh, and, and George Soros and all these other cocksuckers, they are globalists. So they want global centralized global domination. Uh, they are not interested in the United States taking over the world. They're interested in their taking over the world. They don't give a fuck about the United States. And perhaps uh, these uh, people in the CIA and, and the FBI and, uh, and the Democrat Party and in Canada, the Liberal Party and in, in England and in Australia, New Zealand, all the, the five ice countries, they're compromised. And their nationality, their national uh, sovereignty is, is compromised, especially now if you take a look at the World Health Organization, whose greatest funder is Bill Gates. And they are taking sovereignty. They're superseding our laws and our, uh, our constitutions uh, in the name of a pandemic. So they're saying if they determine, these unelected cocksuckers in this globalist organization determine that it's uh, within their interest to take control of the world, they can. And force people to do whatever they want, lock them up uh, indefinitely. No laws apply. Total, complete tyranny at the hands of sociopathic, giggling fucking asshole who went to Epstein Island, Bill fucking Gates, the pirate of Silicon Valley. That cocksucker, his morals are, we're going to allow this piece of shit to dictate what happens with the World Health Organization. The world has gone crazy. Anyways, so it's plausible that uh, the globalists now, it's it's, it's a murky behind-the-curtains uh, kind of thing, right? You got the, the, the Davos group, and you get the Bilderberg, and there's overlap, right? Uh, there's the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and all these, uh, these uh, disgusting people who uh, want to uh, assert their power uh, unelected power over the people, um, like Bill Gates. And, uh, I mean, a lot of them are just like, you look at, uh, uh, what's his face there? Brookshire Hathaway, um, you know, uh, Warren Buffett, you know, he just, he didn't seem to give a shit. Maybe he does, but I think he only gives a shit as far as him being able to make more money. Like that guy, I think is a disgusting human being. Uh, and I think the fact that he and Bill Gates get along so well says says a lot. Uh, but anyway, so right off the top, John Mack, Harvard, uh, suspicious. Red flags are going up. He he filtered, so he's interviewed hundreds uh, of uh, of people who claim that they were abducted, and uh, we're going to trust his judgment. Right, as the uh, the 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 factor, right. So he's going to assert things, and according to his judgment, he believes something, right. Well, this is again the appeal. He's he's a doctor, he's an MD, so therefore what he says is true. Well, then what what he says is true. That means there are aliens, just like this guy is a doctor. What he said was true. There are aliens, right. No, we can't just because they're doctors. And just because this guy's at Harvard doesn't mean anything that anybody says at Harvard is true. And in fact, anything that anybody says at Harvard is most likely bullshit. And if, if somebody says they they went to Harvard, 
I would be like, fuck, dude, I'm not hiring your ass. Get the hell out of here. If somebody says, oh, I'm affiliated with the World Economic Forum, get the hell out of here, right? You can't trust these people. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't good people in the FBI. I'm sure it's like everything else, probably the 80-20 rule. Probably 80% of them are awesome people, just like the CIA. There might be 20% of them are awesome. Who knows? Maybe 80% unlikely. I think the uh, there maybe it's 50%. Who knows what the percentage is? Maybe none of them are. Maybe they screen out all the awesome people. Maybe all the, uh, it's like the police today. The police forces, I think, are screening out the Andy Griffith type honest uh, police officers with morals and they're replacing them with the pinhead thugs who are just roid raging dumbasses who think everybody has to respect me. I'm an officer of the law. You have to respect me. No, fuckers. Respect is earned. You act like a piece of shit. You're going to be respected as a piece of shit. Zero negative respect. Right? So, again, I feel bad for the honest guys that are out there trying to, you know, carry the weight. uh, But they're being smeared by these pieces of shit. And uh, it seems to be an intentional agenda. The Trudeaus of the world are filtering all the good cops out so that they can have the peons who will go to the uh, the freedom convoys and beat the shit out of the innocent protest protesters uh, and uh, and shoot like that uh, that that female reporter port point blank range with a twelve gun shotgun with what was a beanbag or whatever fucking dickheads right. These guys are assholes or poking people with the barrels of their fucking rifles, right? Well, it's not like the butt is any better, but these pigs are fucking pieces of shit. And these are the guys that Trudeau and uh, that piece of shit uh, chief of police, the Ottawa police chief, total fucking piece of garbage. I think the guy's name was Bell or something. Fucking subhuman, dishonorable, disgusting, maggot subhuman. Anyways. So these are the people that are being uh, filtered out or filtered in. And uh, so John Mack, Harvard, possibly uh, red flags already, bullshit. He filtered out the people. He didn't want to hear about people uh, who had uh, experiences where, you know, where there was tangible stuff. He seemed to filter the people. So, of course, the people he talked to were pre-filtered, right? Uh, that that were uh, had psychological abductions. He was more interested in the the psychological impact of this shit, right? So, and he took a lot of assumptions, and he was he was framing his investigation from the basis of there being assumptions that uh, these people were abducted, right? Now he's trying to say when you read it, he tries he says that he's trying to be an open mind and stuff. No. It really comes across as more of somebody who believes it and he's searching for evidence to prove it. Granted, there is a phenomenon if you look at the number of people who claim that they're abducted. That itself is a phenomenon. This abduction phenomenon is real. There are people who claim they're abducted. No doubt. That is not a conspiracy theory. That is a fact. The fact that he has this many people, unless he made up all these stories, which is possible given that he was working at Harvard. It could be a completely fabricated, both books. But possibly, I mean, is that likely that he made up both these books? I don't know. It's within the realms of possibility. But um, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say he actually did 
interview these hundreds of people who claim that they're abducted. And he was floored by a lot of their stories having similarities. Well, what are the similarities? Yeah, I was abducted by aliens. Well, you filtered all the people to say they're abducted by aliens. Of course, they're all going to have similarities when it comes to that. You know, but he was floored by some of the stories where people were transported through walls and, and a lot of this other kind of crap. And, 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 the, and but it, it kind of creeps me out when I read this stuff because it, it strikes me as a lot of these people obviously have childhood trauma. And given what's going on, Mel Gibson trying to expose all this stuff and the Epstein Island and these globalists again and the globalist left and the promotion of all these pedophile, uh, child grooming pedophile rings and the Epstein Island again. Like, you know, so this, that, can you have one without the other? Can you have hundreds of children being abducted? And apparently the CIA is involved in these child abduction rings. I don't know if they are or not, but that's an allegation. And if they are, and these people in the UFO story is a psyop of the uh, the the CIA to hide the secret air projects, and they're just incorporating their pedo rings. Now, why would the CIA have pedophile fucking? I don't know the blackmail people. I guess right. That was I think the the true meaning behind the goal behind the Epstein Island was to blackmail people, right? Just like the, you go to the FBI. Why haven't the FBI released a lot of this information on the, cause they, I'm sure you go back to Hoover, right? Apparently this guy had lists and he had all the dirt. He knew where the bodies were buried, right? So he could blackmail people. Now I'm not saying the FBI does this today. It's likely that they do though. In my personal opinion is I think if they did it before, they're going to do it today. Just like the, if the CIA had psyops, uh, you know, hiding the Area 51 with the stories of UFOs, that was the cover story, that they're still going to do it today. And if the uh, child grooming rings are true, which Epstein Island is, which Nexium in New York City is, these are not conspiracy theories, even though they were called conspiracy theories when they were first uh, exposed and people were deplatformed for talking about them, which goes to show... Uh, the quality and the ethics and the morals of the people who deplatform these people who are exposing these child pedophile rings, right? So obviously, uh, you know, Newsweek and all these uh, these news organizations, ABC, NBC, right? They're all compromised. I'm assuming to the CIA or to uh, some larger uh, conglomerate of intelligence community. And if the CIA and these intelligence community people are actually behind, now we know the CIA was behind selling drugs, right? With that whole story back in uh, when uh, Clinton's were the, uh, uh, Clinton was the governor of uh, Arkansas. They were flying drugs in and where were they dropping them? Arkansas, when Clinton was the governor. That's kind of fucking interesting. Don't you think that cocksucker became president? Oh, nothing to see here. Anyway, so the CIA uh, with the whole uh, the Iran-Contra affair, right? Uh, buying weapons, uh, you know, uh, selling drugs. So they, they, how do we leverage? We're given uh, this bag of money for, uh, for our black ops. We could turn this bag of money into 10 bags of money if we sell drugs. Uh, and, and who's going to arrest us, right? We control the fucking world, right? So... I guess that was their mode of thinking, right? And if they were doing it then, who's to say they're not doing it now? Anyways, um, 
So if there is CIA involvement in child pedophile rings, just as there was CIA and probably is still CIA involvement in drug cartels and drug uh, rings, just as I'm assuming there is Chinese uh, involvement, uh, I think it's public information that China was uh, making, and they have massive factories that produce fentanyl and carfentanyl, and they shipped the shit over here, and I think uh, they were just bringing it in because there was no uh, you know, uh, elephant tranquilizers. Right, so I think it's illegal to bring it into the countries now, Canada, the United States, and shit. But uh, I think they just, you know, use the, the the cartels. And if the cartels are the are uh, backed or protected by the CIA, then essentially the CIA and the Chinese are both working uh, in <laughs> in a roundabout way to uh, sell drugs in uh, the West, which is kind of fucking retarded if you think about it. If that is what's going on, and also. The CIA may be involved with these Middle Eastern uh, uh, pedophile rings and uh, with slavery and everything else. So perhaps it is, perhaps it isn't. I don't know. But uh, if that is the case, then that would line up with these people who were abducted as children and are traumatized and are uh, uh, convinced to think that they were aliens uh, by the trauma of what happened to them as children. So they may have been drugged, they may have been roofied, they may have been Bill Cosby'd. Now again, Bill Cosby, I think, is a marvelous man. He was a great role model. And I think uh, if you sum up his his uh, influence in the world, he definitely did a lot more good than he did negative. Now, I don't know if he even did do uh, what they claim he did with all these women. It wouldn't take much for a globalist-level group to hire uh, or bribe or blackmail a team of 100 women to come out and say Bill Cosby roofied them all. Now, did he, didn't he? I don't know. Could he be a piece of shit that roofied these women? Maybe. Maybe that was how he rolled? I don't know. But I still think he was a massively po- uh, uh, positive role model, especially for, well, for me as a kid. I'm not black, right? But they say, oh, you know, uh, it has to be for, uh, you know, skin color. You can't have white role models if you're black, and you can't have black role models if you're white. I love Bill Cosby when I was a kid. I thought he was great. Uh, and I'm sure black kids are allowed to have white role models. They're allowed to, you know, uh, what's his face? Uh doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, so that was the vibe I got. I got the vibe from reading these both, both these books. That uh, I think was uh, Rockefeller, one of those guys, uh, he thanks uh, the Rockefellers, which is, again, globalists. And and Harvard is compromised to the globalists. And Rockefeller, he thanks. I think it was Rockefeller. It could have been Rothschild. I can't remember. I was confused, too. But uh didn't matter which one. Uh, so there's definitely globalist influence, Harvard influence. Children have been abducted uh, by the, the Epstein and... Uh, that might be Mossad and the Jewish cabal, the Israeli cabal, um, um, the Epstein Island, right? So, and that might actually not be any different than the American intelligence community. They might be the same organization, but it appears to be the American intelligence and the American uh, government doesn't give a shit what Israel does. They have free reign to do whatever the hell they want. So it, that indicates that Israel actually might be uh, ruling the United States uh, since they're given billions and they are increasing the billions uh was it 10 billion bonus uh this year <laughs> I mean, fuck for military spending only um 
So that's kind of crazy. But uh, it, it's it, what's likely, and now you say, is it likely that there's these conspiracies? Well, what's more likely? Is it more likely that there's a conspiracy? We know these, these, these uh, pedophile rings are real. We know in Hollywood the pedophile rings are real. We know the Epstein Island pedophile ring was real. We know the Nexium pedophile ring was real. Uh, we know uh, intelligence people. There's some kind of weird intelligence protection of the Epstein. How come all the Johns have not been charged in uh, in the Epstein Island thing? Like these things are just blatant, massive red flags. So it really appears that the uh, the people that were being blackmailed in Epstein Island are still being blackmailed today. Uh, who were they? They were scientists. They were celebrities. They were uh, doctors, and they were uh, politicians. They were elites. They were royals. They were Bill Gates. But I don't think Bill Gates gives a shit if he's blackmailed. He's just like, yeah, yeah, I just want to get off on whatever the hell he was doing there, right? So, again, uh, just because somebody was on Epstein's plane doesn't mean they're guilty of anything. Uh, the, the the shtick, the... Uh, his grift was, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure was to try to try to blackmail people. And it doesn't mean that everybody fell for it. So even if you were there, it doesn't mean you did fall for it, right? But now all these scumbags are going to be saying, well, it wasn't me. There's not just like uh, with uh, COVID. Oh, we weren't pushing uh, uh, a suppression of people's rights. That was somebody else. No, it wasn't us. No, we, or we reluctantly did it if you have proof that they were the ones pushing it. Oh, we reluctantly did it. We were misinformed, right? No, fuck you, you cocksuckers. You did it. You did it willingly. You did it with anger and vengeance against people who weren't doing what you wanted them to do. So getting back to this, what's likely? Is it likely that there's aliens abducting people all around the world? Or is it more likely that there are pedophile rings and these people were traumatized by that and they were told by the intelligence people who were uh, doing this traumatizing that you're abducted, you're special, you're abducted, we're aliens. And they might even have wore alien suits. Who knows what kind of crazy cult fucking shit these assholes are in. They're fucking psychopaths. I think they chop up these people and use their organs. Who knows what they're actually doing? Twisted, sick fucks out there. The world is way darker than we want to believe. So knowing that, John Mack being compromised or just a useful idiot, literally, could he be of that that credulous? Could he be that naive, that stupid? It's possible. It's because when you look at him in the videos, he just he seems to be leading the people. So I don't know. Uh, he's he's an idiot, one hundred percent. Now is he an idiot who's credulous and who's believing? These people, even though he filtered them to be all a certain type, and then he's surprised that they're all a certain type. Like, I mean, that's a pretty blatant fucking stupid oversight. Or uh, did he know better? Now, if he knew better, they probably didn't kill him. right? Why would they kill one of their assets unless he was willing to uh, spill the beans and say, yeah, I was uh, told by uh, you know certain operatives, I was blackmailed. Perhaps he went to the island and, uh, you know, they had blackmail on me. So they told me I need to push this kind of shit. I need to say that uh, abductions are real. And, uh, you know, since I have the uh, the background of Harvard, people are going to believe it. Uh, I'm going to go around. I'm going to tell stuff and uh, this total bullshit. And I'm going to say and, and I am going to intentionally filter and screen out people so that they are only fucking people who claim to be alien abductees. Right. So. I mean, that seems to be more plausible to me 
than actual aliens coming in and abducting these people. Especially when you hear the stories, you're like, "Ish, that kind of sounds more like an a like uh, you know, like the gross stuff that goes on, right?" So, what is the evidence leaning to? I mean, I want to believe, right? And I and just because these guys are doing this uh, doesn't mean it's there isn't real aliens. Doesn't mean there isn't real abductions happening, but these guys may be pushing this stuff to cover um, the child abductions, right, for the pedophile rings, so they can drug these kids and and tell them, right, uh, you're abducted by aliens. So these kids are like, wow, uh, you know, my my world is so uh, fractured. I can't believe it was abducted by aliens, so therefore it probably didn't happen. Even though my asshole is sore as shit, something must have happened, right? Maybe that's why they're all the story is all about these alien probes, right? They're drugging these people and they're doing strange sexual shit. They're raping these people. They're sodomizing them, right? As they're under the influence, and then they uh, they're so traumatized by the shock of this that uh, and and they're probably even told, or maybe they must be misled. Uh, you know, they might be misled to think that it's, it's alien abductions. So that's the the vibe I get. Again, there might be aliens. They might be flying around. They might be communicating with us. There might be all this other weird shit. But I definitely think there is uh, added to that or perhaps standing alone to that. Maybe that doesn't exist. Maybe there aren't any aliens. Maybe we are the only life on this planet. And maybe we're the only life in this universe. It, that seems also unlikely. Uh, are they contacting us? I don't know. But what's more likely, I think, is that these guys are bullshit. I think it's, uh, I want to believe, um, but I think it's more likely uh, that most of this shit or the stuff that's being promoted by anybody from Harvard or anybody who is claimed to be CIA or anybody who worked at the military or anybody from Davos, uh, there is a possible global agenda, right? An intelligent psyop to uh, make people believe, right? To hide the more, and, and the more people you have believing it, the greater chances you have of the uh, foreign intelligence people buying it, right? So are, were the Soviet intelligence guys that dumb? Probably not. I mean, would they would they have their own uh, intelligence alien reports that they would fabricate and release to try to fool the Americans? Possibly. Maybe they think the Americans are stupid enough to believe it, so then they would start releasing their own uh, Soviet intelligence stuff. And maybe that's what happened in because uh, they said there were some stories found after the collapse of the Soviet Union, like 1990, whatever. The intelligence guys went over there. I think Maccabee even talked about that. And they gathered stuff and they found all these stories about uh, aliens uh, wiping out, uh, you know, uh, Soviet troops out in the in the gulags. Or not the gulags, but in the uh, in Siberia and shit when they're doing uh, maneuvers and stuff. Eh, I mean, if the Americans are going to release false stories, who's to say that the, Rus- the Soviets wouldn't also? Maybe the Americans learned this from the Soviets, right? So, again, the, that is not proof. Now you can say, well, what do you need for proof? Well, I need proof, man. Fuck. <laughs> Something that, more than a government agent uh, and their psyops. And uh, so what this indicates is uh, it's plausible that the intelligence agencies are involved in this child pedo shit. 
in the Mel Gibson stories. And he's trying to crack open the, the child pedal stuff in Hollywood. And, uh, you know, uh, Hollywood is compromised to, uh, uh, well, uh, intelligence agencies at least. And, uh, well, others. But if you talk about it, uh, you will be demonized. So that is amazing in itself that you can't talk about uh, how compromised somebody is. Right, that that is uh, a massive form of oppression. So, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. Aliens might be real, but I think these guys are all full of shit. Uh, I'll give you my uh, my good side. There you go. I think they look very uh, Soviet, very Lenin. 